G'day, this is Kevin Craigieburn from Craigieburn Staples, Melbourne's number one staple emporium. We've got staples in every size and gauge. Bring your stapler in, we'll load it up. Or for those on a budget, individual staples can be purchased or placed on lay-by. Staples, nothing but staples. And Hot Bird, that's right, all throughout November, steaming cuts of roast shook are mandatory with every staple purchase. So don't get behind on your stapling, get out to Craigieburn Staples. And don't forget that hot bird. Craigieburn Staples, confusingly located in Ivanhoe. Note, some staples may fail to perform as advertised, especially if it's the last one in the stapler. Hello there. Are you ready for some of this? The Late Night Call-In Podcast, brought to you not by Craigie Burns Staples, but by Royal Stacks. Melbourne's cult favourite burger joint with myself, yes, Tony Martin, and next door, twiddling away, it's Matt Dow. Say hello, Matt. Set. Fair call. And what can I tell you about tonight? Let's see. Um, oh, yes, I was... Feeling rather cheeky, so oh, I went back no. to this disco tech. Matt, we're not going to do this again, please. Sorry. <sighs> I can't... Stop rocking to the beat. All right, that's it. Matt, please, put that piece of music straight down the incinerator. Sure? Yep. All right. <laughs> Don't want to hear it again. There it goes. This will be completely mystifying to anyone who didn't hear the last episode. Yeah, fair enough. We need to kick off with a dose of common sense. I'm going to go straight to this caller. Uh, hello, you're on Sizzletown. Who's this? G'day, it's Niles Nyquist calling. Oh, Niles from... Yes, from Ashburton. Nice it. to hear from you. Uh, welcome back. Yeah, it's how are you? No, good, thanks. Listen, but... I was just wondering if anyone's talked about the cheating. It's cheating? The what? cheating at the chess. The, oh, the... The World yeah. Chess Championships a few weeks What was back. the story there? Did you hear about it? They had some bloke apparently sitting there with some bloody anal beads installed. Oh, really? Yeah, bloody vibrating <laughs> beads. So... He swapped yeah. a couple of those up there and they're giving him all the answers. So he's getting, he's getting help from someone. Yeah. It's a bloke out in the foyer with a supercomputer working out the moves and he oh. just sends him a Morse code via the Wi-Fi. The mm. bloke feels a bit of a vibration downstairs and says, oh, Bishop to Rook 4. <laughs> is that right? Yeah, and his opponent is completely unaware. He's sure. sitting opposite somebody who's 
set to vibrate. <laughs> right. You know, because he wouldn't, like, unless there's a sound, would there be? Oh. A, um, a sort of constant humming. I know. It's, coming from down there, maybe see some vibrations. If he's holding a drink or something, that might mm. start bubbling over or something. I don't know. I mean, it, how indetectable is the bead? I'm not sure. The model of bead that he's got. Uh, how big are they? I mean, Jesus. Um, it's not a comfortable sit, is it? It's quite a long game, Chess. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, I mean, is it the size of an eagle? How much has he had to shelf to get the Morse code? Uh, well, um, oh, Jesus. Well, it does sound risky. Yeah, you wouldn't want to get your wires crossed, would you? If somebody, well, how do you... You know, the Wi-Fi, somebody might be mm. using Google Maps or something, and before you know it, your ass is fizzing and popping and uh. sending all kinds of conflicting messages. Well, I'm assuming there's been an investigation. Yeah, I mean, the... he's denied it, hasn't he? Has he? I think he said he would be willing to play a game of chess in the nude. Really? Prove he wasn't. Is that going to prove he's not... Well, well, exactly. I mean, mm. you know, he might still have popped a couple of beads. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, the problem is they're going to have to... What? Well, they're going to have to check everyone, aren't they, before every bloody match. They're going to have to have a poke about oh. with a speculum. Oh, no. Make sure nobody's packing beads. <laughs> Not a great job. Yeah, for... the problem is you can't trust anything now, can How you? Do you? On, on the TV, did you see that sports and games? Because... And you're just sitting there going, oh, I wonder if they've got the beads in. Oh, no. Well, celebrity letters and numbers, you're going... You know, I wonder if Quentin Dempster's getting all the letters and numbers sent to him uh, by the beads. Well, you'd hope not. Yeah, well, listen, anyway, enough about that. Yes, and, uh, hey, what are you up to tonight? Well, I, I was going to go down the RSL this evening for the trivia, but... But what? The problem is you just can't, it might all be beads. Oh, no. Yeah. Even they're compromised. Yeah, bugger that. So a night in? Yeah, yeah. I'm, just, uh, I'm just sitting here popping a few barley sugars uh, yeah. into my mouth. I should yeah, good to know. Yeah, just listening to a few oldies on the gramophone. Oh, yeah? And what are you, what's no, on there no, tonight? No, I don't want you making fun. Come on. What have you got? Well, I've been listening to a bit of DJ Solomon. <laughs> really? Yeah, the uh, Boiler Room set from 2015. It's a bloody classic, don't you think? You're into that? It bloody goes for hours and... Yeah, it's a mesmerising set. Mm -hmm. It's much more low-key than his uh, kind of recent stuff. It gets a bit hardcore for my liking. Right. Is that your favourite? Uh, yeah. he, oh, it's probably my favourite baller room set. I, you know, yeah. Carl Cox and Ibiza or Sweden Vaff in mm -hmm. uh, Berlin are both <laughs> up here. But, uh, yeah, it's DJ Solomon for me. Well, um... That and a couple of Arrowhead Biscuits. Will do me fine. Hey, thanks for the uh, for the update, Niles. All right, watch out for beads. <laughs> will do. See ya. Cheers. That's uh, this Niles Nyquist there, long time contributor. I'm going to go straight on to this next one, Matt. Uh, 
Hello, who's this? Guy, is it Sizzle Towns? Uh, yes, it is. It's uh, yeah. Listen, I was on the news last month, right? I was on that flight, the jet star. Yeah, um, the, yeah the fight on the planes. You see that the guy who watches blows rain, fucking down. You see that um, footage? The fight on the plane. Yeah, was was that you? Yeah, it was me, mate. Oh, fuck him. Okay, well, what happened? Hey, I want him. Right all the way back of the toilets, right? Yeah. I'm going, fuck this guy. I'm going to wait. He's cut out. Oh, wow. Right there in the economy, mate. So, so what What had he done? What was, what fuck was his... Fuck him. He's in... I saw him in mm. his exit row. He's meant to be listening into the talk, and he's just fucking scrolling on an iPad. Right. I go, fuck this, right? I did so, it. So, can I ask, had you maybe had um, too much to, to drink? No, I'll the... confess I had a few mm. too many or something. <laughs> right. But I've gone, fuck it, this can't, he's oh. going down, right? Uh, yeah. And yeah. I've just, I reckon I was punching on him. Yeah, is that really a, a good idea? Mate, it's a jet star fight. Mm. When in Rome, right? Okay, yeah. I've just fucking punched into his face, right? Mm. I reckon for about two or three minutes before they fucking people have pulled me off him, right? Yeah. And, mate, he was fucked, right? No, was he? And he would have been fucking worse, right, mm. if I hadn't had to go back and land that fucking plane. Oh, right. So okay. he, he should consider himself lucky. <laughs> All right, yeah. Well, uh, thanks for this story. All right, yeah, see you, mate. Oh, boy. Uh, gee, that, uh, that call, Matt, I think... Um, I really think we need to start uh, beeping the bad language. Oh, sorry, you're doing that thing of beeping the. <laughs> Matt, don't beep the word beep. It. Uh... Sorry about that. Yeah, I mean, it makes no fucking sense. Oh, you got that one. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, we got to get all the fucking swear words, Matt. Yes. Got it. Wow, you are very fast. It's very hard to do on a live show, listeners. But uh, Matt Dow's the man for the job. I tell you what, I'll um. I'll put you to the test, Matt. Oh, yeah? I'm just going to throw a whole lot of words at you, and I want you to only beep the swear words, okay? Okay. Let's see how fast you go. You ready? Uh, yep. Here we go. Fuck, cunt, piss, spinnaker, shit, fuck, cunt, assholes. Jeez, did I get them all? Very good. Just let the spinnaker through. Spinnaker, that's our... Our word of the evening. Okay, here's one for you, Matt. I'm going to chuck you a, a whole sentence. Right. I want you to just beep the swear words in the sentence. Okay, you ready? Yep. Here we go. Can you please warm up this delicious focaccia, Mr. Alfred Hitchcock? I'd like to listen to some country music. How was that? Very good. Give yourself a round of applause, Matt. Oh, oh, come on. That's it. Now, um, I'm a bit frightened to go to any more callers. Um, what else do we want to do? Podfarts! <laughs> yes, the segment which uh, we started really just as a joke after we heard what was, well, what was allegedly a chair squeak in one of our favourite podcasts, The Giddy Carousel of Pop. Great show. But uh, since then, well, we've opened the fart gates... 
We've been deluged with contributions every month, like this one from Bernie Quinn, who was uh, watching Fox Sports. Uh, This is the voice of Jimmy Johnson, former coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Let's go to the tape. I've got a shot. I've got a shot. Because, yeah, I know we have... Oh, that's a... uh, That's a pressed fruit juice right there. Thank you, Bernie. Next up, Adam Hendry was listening to the Doughboys podcast with their guest, Arden Myron, and there's not really any attempt to disguise this one. That's a that's a really really uh, put that in the PBA because that's a that's a that's a Pro Bowl uh, Pro Bowler. It's a pro, excuse me. Awkward silence. And, Pro um, Bowling Association for and sure. And on Pro they bowling. go. Uh, that's the Doughboys. Thank you, Adam. And finally, both Andrew Cook and John Bowen were listening to the Rest is History with the great Stephen Fry. Listen closely. Is it as you sense that she was glamorised by this very handsome Trojan prince, but that slowly his vanity, his surface qualities, his lack of bravery or self-knowledge or or honour caused the love to die? Something's definitely died. Beautiful enunciation there, as always, from Mr Fry. Soupy twist. That's all we've got time for. Here at Pogfarts. Now, let's have something more tasteful. Oh, and indeed tasty, Matt, because for the final time this year, Sizzletown is brought to you by Melbourne's cult favourite burger joint, Royal Stacks. And hasn't this been a great team-up? I love it when one of their burgers uh, shows up in my Instagram feed, Matt. I just sit there like uh, like Jack from On the Buses, just going, oh, oh, oh check that out. <laughs> it's very 1970s when I see one of those burgers. They're all over the shop here in Melbourne. Uh, let me take you around. Um, there's a Royal Stacks uh, right here in Collins Street. And now, if I can just run over to Chadston, there's one here. And, uh, of course, over here in Brunswick. Now, oh, sorry. All the way back over here in Moorabbin. Uh, back into the city, uh, the Melbourne Emporium, of course, and just over here, Melbourne Cricket Ground, we find the Royal Stacks, and of course, back in at the uh, the Melbourne Quarter, Whew, their mouth-watering range of burgers, sides, desserts, and shakes are what dreams are made of. Literally, you can look that up, and all with that unique Stacks hit of street culture. In stores, and uh, as I mentioned, the Melbourne Emporium, if you're in the city, pop by there and check out, well, the free arcade games. There's one where you can pretend to run a video shop. I'm not joking. Stop it. Uh, Don't forget the caravan booths for up to groups of 10. You don't have to have a group of 10. You can just command a whole booth to yourself if you so desire. Cocktails. And, of course, those famous hashtag fries. What are they, Matt? Hashtag fries. Sorry? Hashtag fries. Oh, hashtag fries. Gotcha. And, well, let's not forget the iconic Royal Stacks burgers. I'm just going to stand back for our favourite special, the Fugazi. Fugazi. With an impossible burger patty, vegan cheese, calamata olives, sun-dried tomatoes, rocket garlic mayo and vegan bun. And the whole delectable range. Here they come now. There's beef. Chicken and vegetarian burgers. Thank you to choose from. Get in on all the burger action at royalstacks.com.
stacks.com.au. And a massive thanks to Danny and the team at Stacks for sponsoring the show this year. And please do remember to stay royal. Now, while I've been talking burgers, uh, we've got lights on here, Matt. Which one do I want? Uh, try line three. All right, who's this? You're on Sizzletown. Oh, look, I'd rather not give him a name. Oh, uh, okay, uh, because you are... I'm the moderator uh, at the uh, dailymail.com.au for all of the uh, comments boards. Oh, really? That's right, yeah. And, uh, and how can we help? Well, I just wanted to uh, assure everybody that uh, everything is uh, fine. Mm-hmm. And the incident that happened uh, recently were a comment, uh, an offensive comment, mm-hmm. in my opinion, uh, slipped through the net. Right. Uh, we've plugged the hole and that, that won't happen again. Okay, so what happened? Uh, well, what happened was somebody uh, said something uh, nice uh, about a lady. Oh, so, and uh, we can't have that on there. Right. That's not our policy, I'm afraid. It's not? No, no, uh, no. People have got certain expectations when they visit those boards. Uh, they're not going to see that sort of thing. And, uh, yeah, so, so, like I say, steps have been taken. So tell me, how exactly are those boards moderated? Oh, I mean, well, there's no secret about the um, vetting process. I mean, if you want to get your comment up there, uh, you've got to be... Uh, well, there's no other way of putting it. A massive cunt. I mean, oh. Oh, sorry, you uh, uh, you beefing me, are you? Yeah, yes. There's there's been some trouble earlier. Yeah, but, I heard this is a bit of a soft cock show, but oh. well, you do what you have to. But okay, uh, well, um, like I say, we do have a cunt's only policy on those boards, and uh, occasionally mm-hmm. someone who isn't. Uh, a complete will get through, but okay, yep. we try and weed them all out before we hit publish. So, uh, yeah, let me just say that uh, if anyone listening to this is planning on uh, visiting the comments boards at the Daily Mail, mm. you can rest assured that every person posting on there is a massive cunt. And that is my personal guarantee to you. Fair enough, but how exactly do you determine that? Well, you ask. uh, There's a questionnaire that you've got to fill out. Oh, right. Uh, Uh, When you register, and it says, Mm. yeah, it's got a series of questions. Uh, Do you hate uh, Grace Tame? Oh. Do you hate Brittany Higgins? Do you hate Greta Thunberg? Mm. Did you hate Julia Gillard's misogyny speech? Mm. Do you, in fact, hate all women? Uh, and as as long as they tick yes to all of those, uh, they're cleared to to publish. Sorry, that's it. all women. I mean, that well, seems obviously a bit... they don't hate all women. I mean, uh, Pauline Hanson gets a pass, of course. Oh, of course. Uh, and as does any woman who uh, is a bit of a looker who uh, knows how to keep a trap shut. Oh, see. But um... even with those women. Uh, it is essential that in the comments uh, they still refer to them as uh, f***ers and f***ers, you know. Oh, no. It's important that they attack the appearance and the supposed ethics of the uh, very woman they've just been perving at for the last 10 minutes as they scroll past the 50 or 60 photos we've posted or basically stolen off Instagram. Wow. Well, you're certainly thorough. Yeah, well, Um, it's a matter of trust, really. I mean... My job, as I said, is to make sure that nobody who goes onto those boards is going to be offended right. by a stray, thoughtless comment. Sure. People need to know that the Daily Mail Comments Board is a safe space uh, for your classic Aussie c- and 
I intend to keep it that way. Okay, well, uh, thanks for this insight. It, oh, thanks, it's, mate. It's uh, been fascinating. Good on you. Bye. Wow, the uh, the moderator there from the uh, the Daily Mail online comments boards. Uh, that was a bit unpleasant, Matt. I'm just going to go straight to this uh, next one. Um, hello, you're on Sizzletown. Hello, I'd like to know what the government's doing about the way everything's shrinking. Shrinking? Everything what? at the shops is smaller than it used to be, isn't it? Yeah, like like what? The Magnum ice cream, it's, oh, it's right. much smaller than it was when it came out. Is it? I remember it was about, oh, it would have been two foot long, the Magnum. It took a couple of blokes to carry it out of the shop. <laughs> Right. Yeah, it's a bloody tongue depressor, isn't it? That's how small it is. Yeah, so they're, shri- they're shrinking, shrinking it infinitesimally amounts at a time, so you don't notice. Yeah. But I notice. And what else? Yeah, is- Pringles, they're much smaller. Yeah. I remember when you couldn't fit a Pringle into your mouth without it shattering. <laughs> right. And, and now it's relatively simple. It's like a postage stamp, isn't well, it? Well, I guess this is uh, this is possible. I this feel like a, a giant when I step into the Seven Eleven. Everything's so much tinier than it used to be. It's still the same price, though, isn't well, it? Or more? I don't doubt this is going on. I'll be using yeah. a pair of tweezers to eat a paddle popper for too long at this rate. <laughs> so you, you fired up well, about? Well, I'm sick of it. I'm yeah. I'm taking action. You're taking action? What, yes, what, I'm being proactive. I'm, what are you doing? Well, I went down to the streets ice cream factory. Right. And I found the car space of the managing director. And, Did you? Yeah, I had his car towed away. Oh, And then wow. I replaced it with um, a little matchbox car replica. Uh, and I just waited for him to come out. He's gone, where's my car? I've gone, there's your bloody car. Uh, See how you like that. Wow, that's... Uh, He's gone, what yeah. have you done? This is unacceptable. I'm, I'm sure he did. I it, said, I'll uh, tell you what's not acceptable, an ice cream that you can finish in three bloody bites. Uh, he goes, uh, what are you talking yeah. about? I said, you know what you're doing with your gradual miniaturizations. Mm. He says, mm. we're not doing that. Next second, a door opens. Right. And you know who comes out looking for him? Who? Peter Dinklage. What? Peter Dinklage? Peter bloody yeah. Dinklage. I <laughs> said, what's he doing here? The guy goes, oh, never mind. Dinklage pipes up. He says, I'm the new face of Magnum. I've gone, I'll bet you bloody are. <laughs> Little Peter Dinklage holding up a Magnum so it looks normal size. What a bloody swindle. Well, that's um, that's quite a story. Yeah, um, anyway, that's not going to go. Yeah. I've got to go down the Pringles factory. I'm replacing the... CEO's office furniture with stuff from a doll's house. Oh, well, uh, good luck with that. See ya. Well, that's, um, well, he, uh, he didn't give us a name. Uh, wasn't Niles Nyquist, was it? Uh, no, it wasn't. Possibly related to him. I, d- I don't know. Let's, um, let's move on. Here at Sizzletown. Oh, and I should thank Tim Cox and, yes, the Allegiance Wines team for their support. Our favourite wine, so many good ones. They offer a bonus Sizzletown Grob poster. There it is. Signed by myself, Matt and Grob with any mixed dozen wines, any 12 you like. Still available at allegiancewines.com.au forward slash sizzletown. 
And don't forget our friends in New South Wales, Nick and Ruby Gleeson at Factory Espresso in Orange. Yes, the Sizzletown blend. Oh, just the one bean, Matt? Yeah, we've used them all. Fair enough. And Dion's blend. That's it. Coffee beans are still available at factoryespresso.com.au forward slash Sizzletown. And I will be back at Factory Espresso for two nights, December 16 and 17, with uh, with someone else. Who is it? Alex Dimitriates. No, not him. It's, in fact, Geraldine Hickey. That'll be a fun couple of shows. And, uh, oh, I think I can hear the fax machine. Let's see uh, who we've got. Yes, uh, these are the names of the people helping to keep the show afloat and this month's newest inductees to Platinum Merchant Status include Carlton North's Adam Callender. Adam. 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 Docking at Port Melbourne, please welcome Colin Dale. Colin! Dale! Colin! Dale. Very difficult docking. Oh, from down in Geelong, she's short on surname but long on support. It's Annie McG. Are you McG? Are you McG? Are you McG? Thanks, Annie. But what about Parkdale, Victoria's Luke Simons? Luke Simons. Luke Simons. Skywalker. No, 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 no. Luke Simons. Thanks, team. Great to have you with us. And while we're here, let's once again thank some of our platinum merchants who've been supporting the show all year, like Toowoomba, Queensland's Alex Holly. Victoria's mighty, mighty Bosch Bazanic. Bosch. What can Bosch do for you this weekend? One of our fantastic supporters since the very start of the show, Richard Buchanan. Call me Richard. Buchanan. Richard Buchanan. Richard Buchanan. Call me Richard. Buchanan. Staying in Victoria, it's Pheasant Creek's Steve Zetti. And finally, a loyal listener over the years who's had a tough run of late with numerous hospital visits, but still listening to the show, we're sending strength and good thoughts to Scott Thompson. On your Scott and all Thompsons in the vicinity. Massive thanks to all the merchants who've got behind the show this year. A reminder that uh, this month is your last chance to get on the Sizzletown Christmas card list. Rob has done a fantastic job, as always, designing this year's cards. And uh, you're going to want one. I'm going to spend a lot of time coming up with stupid messages for everyone. And there's also the opportunity to score a bunch of other rewards, including a shout-out in our season finale. That's going to be overstuffed, as always. Next month, uh, just click on one-off or monthly support at sizzletownpodcast.com. Now, someone who listens to Sizzletown and uh, who I met recently when I was in Perth doing shows is a man called Declan Neil Fernandez. He's a writer and he's done a book called Horrible and Fascinating about the making of and the disastrous release of Exorcist 2. Not the first one, made by William Friedkin, who we regularly speak to on this show, but the second one. 
uh, made by John Borman. And I love reading this. I'm sure you can get it via wherever they have books. And one of the highlights is the constant slagging off of Exorcist 2 by William Friedkin. Now, we haven't spoken to him this year. Do you want to dial that number, Matt? Oh, yeah, sure. Because uh, Declan contacted me recently via his Instagram account, the man who fell to Perth, and alerted me to a story about the making of the first Exorcist, which we haven't yet gotten out of the uh, the master filmmaker. So let's hope he's home. And oh, yes, hello. Hi, it's uh, Tony Martin calling yep. again Who? from Sizzletown, the oh, podcast. Yeah. Yes, I remember. Hoping yep. to get another story from okay, the making well, of The Exorcist. I think, with, I think I've told you every story. Yeah, sure, from but the um, of the one of our listeners, uh, Declan Neil Fernandez, who's written a book about Declan, the uh, Exorcist uh, 2, oh, the, the a sequel. Book about the second the, well, one. Well, you know, yeah. I had nothing to oh. do. Yes, we know. Why would he do that? Why would he write a book about that piece of shit? Yeah. Terrible well, film. You've, you've told I've us seen, before you haven't seen all of it. Well, I, no, I've think, seen only the first uh, yeah. five seconds. No, only that much. That's it, just the, the logo of right. the studio. That was enough. I knew it was a stinker. Well, Why would he do a book? That, to me, makes you a candidate for the booby hatch. Well, uh, nonetheless, he um, alerted us to a story you've told about trying to get uh, the great Bernard Herrmann to score the film. Yeah, that is true, yes. Mm. Bernard Herrmann, Oscar winner for The Devil. Sure. And Daniel Um, Webster. There was some trouble. He obviously didn't end up doing it. Yeah, well, we had... Uh, completed the first cut of the picture. Uh, you know the film. You know the story written yeah. by William Peter Blatty. We yes. knew we had a winner, right. but there was no uh, composer attached, and the studio wanted a right. they wanted a hit single. You know. Well, <laughs> A song? Yes, wildly the... inappropriate under the end oh. um, credits. Gosh. Because they'd had a big hit with uh, Anthony Newley, with the Candyman. They wanted him to score the picture. What? With, with musical numbers? Yeah. So, How does that work? With... That's right. I don't know. Who can make your head spin? You oh, know, gosh. dopey ideas. Uh, the exorcist can I don't know. But you... I wasn't... Yeah. I had nothing to do with it. Sure. Yeah, mixes it with holy water. Sounds terrible. It's a stupid idea. I, I said I'm leaving. Uh, I'm not having anything to do with this. So what happens with, with Herman? With... Well, yeah. So I said, look, what about the great Bernard Herman? who did Citizen Kane. Psycho. Yeah, so he was basically retired. So I had to fly to the UK. I go to his house. Bernard Herman says, I saw your your rough cut. I hated it. He hated it? I said, really, why did you dislike? He said, I hated the first... Ten minutes of prologue set in Iraq. Uh, Okay. And I said, well... We can cut that. He said, the problem you have is Mm. uh, the remainder of the picture that follows that sequence is also very poor. I said, well, I'm sorry, but we're sticking with it. He said, okay, come over here closer. I can't hear you. I went over to the great maestro, and he produced a violin and started smashing me in the face. Well, 
hitting you. With That's right. With <laughs> this, what he said was a valuable Stradivarius. He said, "That's how strongly I feel about this work. Oh. That I'm willing to destroy this." Priceless heirloom, uh, registering my displeasure with your work. I said, I've had enough. I'm flying back to Hollywood. And did you hear from him again? Well, when I got back, there was uh, a telegram from uh, Bernard Herrmann. He said, I'm sorry. Please, please come back to London. Mm -hmm. I have uh, more to say. So I said, okay. I flew back. Okay. I enter his apartment. He leaps from behind a chaise long with a lead piping <laughs> what? that he had secreted on his person. Starts smashing me in the back of the head with it. Really? That's right. He said, I didn't complete what I was saying. Mm-hmm. It's a terrible, terrible film. I said, fine. Will you score it? He said, okay, I'll do it. All right. So what happened? Well, I said, what ideas do you have? He said, I want to use a church organ. Mm. I said, that's terrible. That's on the nose. I don't want that. It's all cliche. I want no sense of a religious uh, instrumentation whatsoever. When he finished uh, pounding my face with a tire iron, he said, okay, I'll... I'll go in a different direction. So what did he come up with? Well, he he spent 18 months on the score. We had to delay the release five times. And when uh, we saw what he'd done, Mm -hmm. it was entirely scored using slide whistle. What? Slide Slide whistles, yes. Like you might hear in a Hanna-Barbera cartoon. (laughs) So when the when uh, Regan's uh, head starts rotating, it's kind of a oh, it's totally yeah. inappropriate. When the uh, priest fell down the staircase at the end, it was punctuated with a oh, no. I'm going, this does not play. And Herman said, fine, come close. I said, I'm not coming anywhere near you. Mm-hmm. I had him thrown out into the street. I said, fuck this. I'm going to Tower Records. Tower Records. Tower it- Records in Manhattan. Yeah. I told my assistant to blindfold me mm-hmm. and just push me into the store. What? So, That's right. So you can make a random selection. Correct. I, I'm going to just choose... The first, this is a true story. This is how we settled on Mike Oldfield. <laughs> really? I was pushed into the store. I picked up the first LP that I could reach, mm. and I looked at the cover. And you know who it was by? Uh, was it Mike? It was by uh, an Australian called Ugly Dave. Oh. It was called uh, Gray and Spicy oh, Boom that, Boom. That one, really? I put it on in the booth. Mm. He was like a humorist. His monologues. Body ditties. Right, I can't yeah. <laughs> uh, score The Exorcist with fan dance fanny. So I said, okay, I'll go again. Sure. So I reached, this was when I discovered uh, Tubular Bells by Mike Oldfield. It was a low selling. Yeah, what, wasn't it a big hit at the, at the time? No, the, no, this was before it, okay. it, it so. was in the charts. No one had heard of this uh, record. And I said, great, this is it. Put it on. Perfect. That's the score for The Exorcist. But I had not 
yet remove my blindfold. Oh. And suddenly I felt a pounding on the back of my skull. It was Bernard Herman oh, no. somehow tracked me down to this record store and, and was beating me with, uh, with what? Uh, corn cobs. Oh. He'd, he'd got corn <laughs> cobs and put them in a sock. I was just winding up and just unloading on my skull for 10, 15 minutes until I was rescued by... By, uh, by Oscar winner Shelley Winters, oh. who just happened to be wow. uh, driving past the store. So, how did you uh, proceed with the with the music? Yeah, well, I what happened was I contacted the studio. I said, "Get me Oldfield. I want this guy to score the entire picture hmm. with this spooky music, the piano." So uh, he agreed. Yeah. Well. To- there was some confusion. Right. Uh, it turns out they tracked down a man by the name of Paul Oldfield. Paul? Paul Oldf- Oldfield. Oh, yeah, do you know you him? You don't mean the... He the performs f- under the stage name Mr. Methane. Yes, he... That's yeah, he, it. How would you yes, describe all, it? It's, well, it's called controlled anal voicing. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's well, it's it's farting, yes, let's be honest. He's he, all, uh, like that segment you have on your program the pod burps oh, that, yeah pod f- outworn uh, it's welcome I yeah, okay suggest. so so what yes yeah, so we get back the score right and it was unusable so it not was, actual music i was told it was uh duran ron but i i right. could not recognize any notes so how do you how do you fix that well you, Eventually, we got the right old field. The rest is Oscar-winning history. Of course, yeah. I do recall at the premiere, mm. Bernard Herman yes, uh, yep. uh, leapt down from the mezzanine, began no, he uh, smashing me with a ballard. Oh, God. But he was very complimentary. Okay, well... A happy ending. Sure. Hey, thanks for, for this. Well, for that's tell- it. I hope sh- you're... Friend uh, who's written this misguided book, uh, like this story. Well, we'll uh, yes, I'll, I'll pass that on. And um, hey, thanks again. Yeah, sure. So- Call back anytime. Yes, thank you, Mr. Friedkin. We have run way over tonight, Matt. My apologies to the podcast that comes on after this one. I think it's somehow related with Dave and Glenn. Sorry, guys. Thank you, Matt Dower. Thank you, Royal Stacks, Melbourne's cult favourite burger joint. Don't forget to drop by our merch store at sizzletownpodcast.com. If you're in uh, Hobart and you're listening to this live, I'm going to be at the Theatre Royal this Saturday, November the 5th, with Bob Franklin, Peter Rosethorn and Gretel Colleen. And, hey, we'll meet you back here this time next month for our season finale. That one always runs way over. Hopefully Pete Smith will be here and dancing. Cheers. What a bloody swindle.
say this is a bit of a soft cock show. Is it gonna be yet another song? After the music at the end that goes on so long I'm supposed to collect a spinnaker up in Dandenong I don't have time to sit through this shit Hello? My name is Kaitong Karabasirika I'm from the tiny nation of Overseasica. Why would you drive to Dandenong for a spinnaker? They have so few marine accessory stores there. Good night. Oh, what? What is this? Are you scatting? Yes. Is this jazz improvisation? I don't, uh, I don't care for this. Um, tell me, do you, uh, do you know my friend Scotch? Scotch Morrison, very funny man. He had five jobs, you know, five jobs at once, like multiplicity.